Are you an athlete tired of annoying injuries holding you back from peak performance? Then this podcast is for you. Here we share our expert opinion on hot topics of physical therapy, injury prevention, sports performance, and sometimes other random thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Ells. Welcome to the Charlotte Athlete Podcast. Welcome back to the Charlotte Athlete Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ells. We have Dr. Andrew in the booth. Today, we're going to go over the knee. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here as always. And we, as always, are going to preface this with, it is a, you're talking about movement issues that cause pain in the knee. So for when you're running, jumping, cutting, and squatting, those kind of things, rather than blunt force trauma and having, you know, an accident like that. So Dr. Andrew, tell us more about the knee. What's going on there? Yeah, knee is knee is, a, is an awesome joint. I love talking about it. Uh, I want to go over first just in, I want to go over the pattern that we see the most and just dive into that a little bit um, to kind of kick things off here. So the most common cause of knee pain occurs due to an excessive, what's called internal rotation and adduction of your femur or excessive external rotation, abduction, abduction of the tibia. Now, these motions are relative to each other, and they often result in that dynamic knee valgus position or that inward collapse of the knees that we, that we see so often with running, squatting, and, and jumping. And so to help understand this a little better, I do want to talk a little bit more about the biomechanics involved here. And so we know the knee is a hinge joint, right? Well the primary motions of this hinge joint, you know, they're going to be flexion and extension, bending and straightening the knee with a little bit of rotation that occurs to give our athletes a little more stability, a little more room for error. Um, it's also uh, very important for what's called the screw home mechanism, um, which is involved with full knee extension or straightening. And it's that little bit of rotation. It's super important in rotational movements, lateral movements in sports. But again, the primary motion of the knee, it's just made to go forward and back. Exactly. So <clears throat> I, we see a lot of tendon injuries and stuff like that, and those are very, very common to the knee. So the patellar tendonitis um, or distal IT or hamstring uh, issues, how does that relate to this? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what can happen over time is, you know, like I said, the knee is primarily made to go forward and back, right? But as time goes on and we develop imbalances within our body, which affects the way that we move, we start to we start to develop more or excessive rotation in that knee. And that is what leads to to ultimately pain. Now, in relating to tendon issues, when the sum total of an athlete's physical movement demands and repeated load on their knee increase beyond the knee joint's level of stability. We don't see an increase in flexion and extension, right? We actually see an increase in rotation, which then becomes a repeated movement that needs to be managed by all the soft tissue stabilizers at and around the knee. And when those soft tissue stabilizers are unable to manage this new hypermobility, this excessive rotation, that's when it, we get these, these tendon issues in our athletes. And so, Els, you, you see this pattern a ton. What other, you know, we mentioned tendon injuries, but what other injuries do you, do you see as a result of this pattern? A couple of different things. The common knee sprain, if you will, uh, PF, 
PS or Patello for moral pain, something Patello for moral pain syndrome. It's a garbage can term. Yeah, it's the it's the low hanging fruit of knee pain, um, but you can just kind of put in that that you know garbage can if you will. Um, patellar subluxation, dislocations, uh, a lot of meniscal irritation. I've seen that a lot of times. If you can imagine, the meniscus are those you know brake pads inside the knee, so excess rotation on them is not not ideal. So it definitely lumps into this. This kind of category. Yeah, uh, no, I, I love that. Those are all sometimes overlooked issues that we see. Um, so just to kind of recap here, you know, needs it's mainly designed to flex and flex and extend, bend forward and back. Um, but when you know we start to when, when our soft tissue stabilizers, our muscles, tendons, uh, imbalances within our body just cause overload in the knee uh, beyond what it's capable of. That's when excessive rotation occurs. That excessive tibial external rotation as i said in the intro and then the more and more that tibia externally rotates excessively then it leads to pain in a host of of different areas and and you know why is there not just one area of pain well that just depends on what your activities consist of everyone is going to have different you know a different job they're all going to have different sports different training routines and you know different things they do throughout the day and you know that's going to create different types of environments and different types of stimuli to the knee um, which then can cause so many different types of knee pain and knee injuries and so it's just this pattern is so 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 common we see it in here all the time and so else to swing it back to you so you know we see this all the time you see it all the time let's talk about treatment you get an athlete comes in here with knee pain, um, you know, they're presenting with this pattern. Let's just kind of talk a little bit more about what we would do here at the Charlotte Athlete. All right, yeah. So for the top, at the top, we start with a lot of the manual therapy stuff. Like we've talked about uh, before in this podcast, we are manual therapists. So we like to hit you with a couple manual therapy techniques in order to get you, you know, moving in the right direction. Because all the strength stuff, that is going to be getting rid of those compensations. We want to get you in the right path before we start getting into that. Um, so... With typical knee pain, especially with this pattern, what we're looking to is free up a couple of different places that maybe this compensation is now occurring from. So the ankle is a big, um, the ankle is a big, uh, comp- I guess, source of compensation. You know, if you don't have very um, loose ankles, your your foot's gonna be spinning out, causing a little bit of external rotation. Uh, I, I bet you guys have seen that in a the bottom of a squat or parts of cuts or jumps. A lot of runners. Um, so working a little bit on the ankle, getting that moving along and then moving up to the hip hips in the next big place a lot of times there's a lot of like you know mobility issues and we've talked about the hip before it's a very stable joint so you know freeing up some of the mobility issues there getting into the glute uh, the psoas um, and then definitely the last piece to the resistance if i said that right i'm not so very french um, but is getting some internal rotation of the tibia and we do that with some muscle energy techniques which is essentially just using your muscles to facilitate the motion um and practice in that position, which getting that internal rotation. So then when we bring you out in the gym and we start squatting, we're in the right path. You know, we're getting that pain down and we're starting to build better uh, patterns and better you know, movements. Awesome. Um, so just to recap, make sure we're all on the same page here. We have to address above and below, above and below the knee. So we got to make sure, you know, the body is one big machine, right? One big unit. It's got to be every part, every part of that machine has to be doing its job. It's it's got to be working well together. And so above the hip, the pelvis, maybe even low back, um, got to normalize that and make sure it's moving well, right? Um, 
and then we talk, you, you mentioned below the ankle, foot and ankle, um, you know, ankle uh, most important and limitations of the ankle could lead to foot collapse. And so all those things need to be addressed as well. But the, you know, just like, just like you said, man, the biggest thing that is missing that we see day in and day out with athletes that have had treatment in the past is yeah, their practitioner may be addressing above. Yeah. They may be addressing below, but they're not doing anything to the knee itself. And, you know, yes, the knee has developed a hypermobility or it's moving too much into excessive external rotation of the tibia. But what's happening is that is creating a relative hypomobility into the opposite direction of tibial internal rotation. And so a major component of what we need to do here is restore normal balance of that rotation within the tibia within the knee and that's just like I was mentioned as internal rotation mobilizations or muscle energy techniques um, you know those are super super important um, the other component here which you know I also see that's missed so often is you know I said it in the very beginning of the podcast I don't know if you guys caught on to it but I mentioned there's a common pattern of of when the femur is moving excessively into internal rotation and adduction and the that you know, and it's relative to the tibia moving into external rotation or abduction, abduction. Now, all that means for 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 y'all that don't quite don't have the knowledge or background to understand that is, you know, the the abduction and the adduction component. It can, you know, through this pattern, it can cause a, a poor stacking issue, meaning like the tibia and the femur, they're not going to stack perfectly above each other, and so. Big component that we see all the time with this is identifying this stacking issue and seeing if we need to normalize how well that tibia and that femur stacks on top of each other. Um, so super important normal, normalizing, um, you know, all this with manual therapy. It really helps expedite the process. Sometimes the fibular fibular head is needs to needs to be addressed as well with this pattern. But above and below, and then hitting these hypermobilities at the knee super common, super important, and the knee is just always, almost always missed from a manual therapy standpoint. Absolutely. Really addressing all those, you know, building blocks that lead up to the movement that's causing the pain. So once we get that all cleared up, then it's time to get out in the gym. And like we've said before, we're out here and we're sweating. We're getting you guys working. Uh, again, these are the things that are your weaknesses, if you will. The muscles that may not have the best practice moving. So these guys can get tired out pretty quick. So that means you're going to be sweating. <laughs> so, well, athletes aren't you know, doing, working. Know. They're not, um, you know, running sprints lying on the ground, right? So you got to Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Doing different Jane Fonda leg lifts. I mean, fine if you need it initially, you know, and we use those on occasion to get some initial activation and awareness of, of how those muscles, how well those muscles are working. But yeah, you said it, yeah. get them off their feet, get them sweating as soon as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And honestly, a lot of times too, the return to sport aspect is not carried through all the way. The return to intensity needs to be as quick as you possibly can. You know, maybe with the right mechanics and the right muscles working, like you need to really challenge your athlete because they're going back to the court. They're going back to the field. And those places aren't – that's full chaos. That's not a place that you need to do some more rehab on the court, on the court or the field. You need to be able to get it all done here. Um, what are the main uh, muscles that we got to target? Oh, glutes. They're going to have a big influence on that medial rotation, that spinning of the femur. Now, I mean, if you want to get into the ankle stuff, some people do have a heavy ankle insufficiency. We'll get into that in the next podcast too, um, but working at anything below uh, the knee. But I, I really get into the glutes first day. I mean, making sure that they can control uh, the femur, especially that you know upper leg bone, make sure it's not spinning in, um, it's not cr collapsing as they do 
bilateral and unilateral work. Um, and then make sure that, you know, that same thing occurs when you get into dynamic or your jumps or sprints, yeah, stuff like absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, the glutes are by far most important glute max, glute med. Um, once, you know, we're getting a good spin on those, you, we got to make sure the rest of the muscles are especially eccentrically just controlling the knee. The quads got to make sure you have good eccentric quad control, good hamstring uh, eccentric control, good calf. Uh, eccentric control and so um, once you know we get all those pieces together and you know we get things moving athletes they do really well really well so yeah I mean the and then the only the last component you know we have to address is is the root cause right in terms of like you know we're, we're, we're we got knee pain right it occurred because of repetitive movements whether in sport or training and those repetitive movements you know if there's imbalances it's going to cause poor movement and so we got to ask ourselves what's causing the imbalances. And that's where that's the bread and butter of what we need for long term success with our athletes. We have to understand we have to ha make sure they understand what they're doing on a regular basis, whether through training or just just their daily habits. Of, it's even as simple as things of the way that you sit, the way that you stand, the way that you sleep, um, you know, the way your body moves when you train, when you work out, when you're in your sport. Um, all these things need to be addressed. Super, super, super important. Absolutely. Again, if you're an athlete out there and you're trying to compete at the top of your game, you're going to make sure every box is checked and we don't leave any of those boxes unchecked. Especially if you're an athlete that has been dealing with on-off knee pain for years or you've seen multiple practitioners, we can help. We just got to get to the root cause of the issue. Yep. We have a good time doing it. Thank you for listening to our knee podcast. Uh, we will be doing an ask you any or ask me anything kind of thing, the AMA stuff. So please like send any questions you have. Uh, we are here to answer those questions. This is just the surface level of how these things go. Obviously, everyone has a presentation is a little bit of different for each person. So if you guys are dealing with knee pain, if you've had experience with this kind of stuff, we are here to answer your questions. So please send those in to our Instagram, our website, text it to us, <laughs> anything you guys need. Well, stay tuned for our next part. That will be the ankle and foot. Hope you guys have a good one. Have a good one. See y'all then.